What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast. We are at episode 40 here on August 12th, getting ready for some preseason action as the games are finally underway. We've got training camp uh, in the depths of that. Uh, we got a lot of injuries to, to catch up on. We got a lot of news to catch up on. We're going to talk about some dynasty buys, some dynasty sells, and we're going to hit some of our my guys. It's about that time getting ready for 2021. Football is here. Like I said, welcome in, guys. We got a great episode today. Uh, make sure to say hello, Eric and Keenan. What's going on tonight, fellas? Not much, not hey. much. What about you, boys? I haven't seen you guys in a while. Where, where have you guys been? been a busy summer you see me a couple episodes episodes ago i've been traveling for work and stuff man it's been crazy i got a couple reasons yeah no man it's been it's been definitely pretty busy uh we're getting ready to come up though on our weekly episodes when the season starts uh hopefully we have a couple more to get in before the season as well because i know we got our rankings uh got to get through those positions uh but like i said there's a lot to go through with all of the injuries, uh, with with preseason games here, unfortunately that brings the injuries. Training camp, a lot of soft tissues coming through. So we're gonna we're gonna catch up on that. And uh, Keenan, yes, sir. What have you been doing the last couple of weeks too? Not much, man. I uh, I'm after NBA season ended, the finals finished. Kind of been bored, but um, you know, I uh, just completed my 110th mock draft. Um, so I'm getting, so I've, I've oh, had wow. some, I've had some free time. Um, I drafted every position, every spot in every draft, at least a couple times. Um, been taking mental notes. Um, the problem with mock drafts is, and all our leagues, we've been, we've had the same people in, uh, in the leagues and we kind of know where, who, who likes who and when they're going to draft and what player they're going to reach for. Like Wayne, he'll go with Tom Brady in the second round, like every year. Um, but, but you look at the mock drafts, like, and you, and you end up in like the eighth round you're at, you're drafting. I don't know, like let's say Sutton's there or whatever. I'm like, there's no way he's going to be there because some of my idiot friends are going to take him in the fifth round. Cause they love him or something like that. But um, it, I've had fun doing a lot of mock drafts. So I'm trying to get to a 200 before the end of August. <laughs> our draft, our draft is September, September fifth. I got, I got almost a month still. Yeah, you, you do have a lot of free time. It's only been it's, a couple weeks. <laughs> it's, it, it's a lot easier to do mock drafts now with with cell phones. Remember back in the day when fancy when we first started doing fancy football like ten years ago, you you would need to sit at a computer. It wasn't even a laptop. You would have to sit at the the one home computer that we all had and in the house, and you would have to do you know a mock draft and then get kicked off because someone had to homework do homework or whatever. But now, now the kids are enjoying their milk. You're able to like, let me do a couple rounds, see what happens. <laughs> you know, I, I do a lot. Through, are you doing through fantasy pros? Fantasy pros. Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do a lot through there and you know, they used to make you wait like what, four, three, four years ago, you had to wait till like March or April yeah. to, to start doing their mock drafts. And now I, now I think I've been starting to do them since January. I'm not that crazy. I'm not that crazy. I, I wait till August first comes around. That's when I get into the into the mode. Or actually, came Akers got hurt, and I was like, "Crap! All right, let's let's get let's get rolling here. Got to got to figure out got to figure out my strategies." Once the first injury happened, as sad as it is, and we're going to talk about that in a couple yeah. minutes. What about you, Eric? How, how many mocks have you been doing so far? 
Uh, having counted to the dot, 110. Um, I but, got tallies. You know, <laughs> I got a tally going. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't tally them up. But no, I've been just been doing. I, I, I just try to do a few from different spots just to get a feel for where guys are going to go and and what I can get and what rounds. But but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have a specific tally. But um, but yeah, no. We I can't talk I about ask. some of the. Uh, I took I took my wife's little whiteboard, so she got rid of this little whiteboard that had like. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like and so she so now we have we we have three kids and we kind of run out of room on this little whiteboard, so she had to upgrade to a giant whiteboard. I'm like, well, let me take this to my desk. Maybe I'll find a good use for it. And what do you know? It's just been tallies. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why I started tallying it. I I was just curious. I'm like I I maybe I even missed a couple, but it's been it's been a lot. But also Fancy Pros keeps keeps a tab on it too for you. So I'll log yes. in and get the get the final count but it's around 110 is that good it was that it was at 97 a couple days ago when i texted you guys <laughs> do you do you have a do you have a favorite spot that maybe you found it through all of these mocks that you've really uh, been liking who how it's been ending up well i mean it depends what round we're talking if we're talking the first and second i like to be at the end but if we're talking about third and fourth i like to be in the in the in slot one or two you, you get greedy as you're like doing these mocks, or like, oh, maybe this guy will slip. But you know, like I said, with it's it's so tough to judge with all our friends because we it's all it's always the same guys. And I don't I don't really have a favorite spot. I you know, it just you got to prepare for everything. So I've I've done every spot a couple times. Yeah, I've hated the I've hated the beginning every single year. Like all the time, I never wanted to be in the first four, never want to be in the first five, and then I hate being in the middle. So I've always found myself loving near the end. And this season, I've been doing the mocks. Yeah, I just love the steals at the at that two three turn. I love the steals yeah. at the at the four five uh, or yeah. the five six. It's it's nice. Yeah, four five. I like eight. I like so, the eight slot. You, you oh. don't. Yeah, I'll be honest. I used to like the ends a while ago, but I'm more of a middle guy now because I I can't let guys try. Hope they slide for twenty picks. Um, yeah, I like being able to pick every ten picks and just have a have a pick every time around. Yeah. I also find it's a little bit easier to kind of, you know, if you have a draft where you're able to make trades and, and whatnot, um, just because you're right in the middle of, of the round every single time. So, yeah, I usually go for pick five or four, five or six. Yeah. All right, man. I feel you there. So we're talking about drafts and when, obviously, like we've been talking about the preseason's going. So when do you guys typically say the best time to do your redraft leagues is? We got the season starting on September 10th, so after the final preseason game. Final preseason game. Let me tell you a story. That's the best time. That's the best time. It, the best time is in September. I know. I know. I know. It's it September. gets you. Yeah. It's in September. It's right before the season's about to start, and that's why ours is the fifth for. Our, and when when is your big league, Anthony? Antonio. Yeah, it's probably it's usually the same day as yours or the same weekend. Yeah. But I it's, always love Labor Day weekend is always my favorite time. Yeah, I, and it's, I love going into it. It's I'm really draft, excited. After draft cut, after cuts are made, and and after you know Andrew Luck decides to retire, then you're not in the middle of a draft, and you picked Andrew Luck around before, and then ten minutes later, the announcement comes out that he is retiring. How about that? How about that? Um, but um, but yeah, so uh, it, it's September. You know, I wanna, I wanna complain about that. The one time ever 
from my home league that we did the draft before the fourth preseason game. It was the year Jordy Nelson got hurt towards ACL and like that first catch on the first drive of, the, of that fourth preseason game. I want to say it was 2016 maybe. I wound up winning the league that year though. So it, it wound up turning out for the best. Uh, but no, after that, I, I definitely vowed. And it's tough though because we have a live draft. So when you have a live draft, it's always tough to get 10 to 12 to 14 people together um, in this situation, 10. But that's kind of what happened when we had to go a little early. Um, always got to cater, though. There's always that one or two people you got to cater to. They know who they are. Oh, my. Yeah, they know who they are. We didn't have any issues this year, though. Uh, no, for the most part, we did not. We did not. It's always good to have a group chat. Make sure you have a group chat together. If you don't, you're never going to get anything done. Or 40 group chats. Or 40 group chats. Hey, whatever it takes. All right. So so I'm working on a, a smaller computer here. We always have those technical issues here with the mouse. No, 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 no. You always had those technical issues. We are together. We are a team. <laughs> Don't even. We are a team. All right. So uh, let's let's get into some injuries here. Uh, we did talk about Cam Akers. We haven't had a chance to talk about Cam Akers since the injury, uh, but he did tear that Achilles. Uh, they're potentially talking about a late postseason run. He may be back for that. So um, I don't want to talk too much about it because I know people have had their time to sink in. But Daryl Henderson's really who I kind of want to focus on. Um, and I know we're going to talk about Cam Akers a bit later with Dynasty. So uh, let's just talk quickly about Daryl Henderson and Xavier Rhodes, who are – Xavier Rhodes' name is slowly creeping up there. Uh, what do you think about the two of them, um, especially for redraft this year? Do you think uh, Henderson can end up as an RB1, Keenan? If I'm a K makers, if I have stock in K makers, I'm nervous. Any any running back, any good running back can be an RB one in that offense. So I mean, I mean, Daryl Henderson had some. He shined a little bit last year, and uh, and towards the end of the year when Cam Cam took over, that's when Henderson kind of slipped into the RB two for for the Rams. But RB one fantasy wise, I don't know. I I want to say no, but you never know with that offense. You know, with all the injuries we see, I definitely could see an RB1 one season, but it's just tough. With Xavier Rhodes also getting all this hype and everything, if they end up splitting the backfield, I believe Malcolm Brown is still there, right? Um, no. Oh, no, he's not? He's, he's gone. No, they, he's in Miami. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's perfect. Um, well, yeah, if they split carries, but, I mean, Henderson's going to get the – Got to get the work right off the bat, and yeah, like Keenan said last year, he he showed some flashes and showed if you give him a full workload, he can handle it. Um, it's just can he do it on a consistent basis? That that's what we're gonna find out. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely very possible. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's still creeping up there with with his ADP. Uh, but he had some he had some flashes with the Rams, and we trust. I mean, he's got a career four and a half uh, yards per carry, and we trust Sean McVay, who's kind of just like that Kyle Shanahan, where you just put somebody in there and they're going to perform really well. Doesn't matter who the player is, because every player in the NFL is talented, right? So I think that Daryl Henderson is going to get that first crack. Xavier Rhodes, I think he's just really a name right now. Um, I think he's somebody. It's it's somebody you need to be, you know stashing on your benches um, or like at least picking up late uh, in redraft in a couple weeks if he doesn't creep up uh, too much but if, if he's going anywhere past you know round 12 or 13 uh, I, I would say there's definitely some more important players right now but Daryl Henderson 
is slowly getting into the fourth round. And that I wanted to say it was too rich for my blood to begin with, but uh, we're going to talk about the Rams a little bit later. But I'm excited for Matthew Stafford, man. He loves to throw to the running backs. He's shown it. Uh, he's had a running back finish top three in targets on that team uh, three times, I believe, when I was looking earlier because we saw uh, what Theo Riddick can do. And I'm really excited to see that somebody has to get those catches. They drafted Tutu Atwell, um, who's a, who's the short route runner, and they may use him in the run game a bit. But um, I don't know. I think Henderson's going to get the first shot, and he could wind up being a steal. He could be, or he can be a dud. How much did you uh, just spend in fab for uh, Xavier there? Uh, so I spent. We have combined fab in your dynasty for off season and and during the season. I spent twenty five percent of my budget on him, um, and I was completely fine with that because I, I still have that seventy five percent. Well, I did use on some on some other players that I felt it notable, but I think I have like sixty percent left of my fab. Yeah, I mean, I I put in thirty for him, and I was shocked that you went fifty one on him. Um, I I don't believe I have Henderson in that league, but you know the Rams like to run the ball. Uh, I'm, I know that's certainly going to go down a little bit more with Stafford because he's going to throw it over 600 times for the first time uh, since his second season. I certainly anticipate that. Uh, but I do believe that Henderson's going to be the guy to at least see, uh, barring barring a potential injury, I think he's a lock for at least 225 touches. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think I think 200 carries and at least 25 catches, which should wind up being a bit more, is, is certainly in the realm. Um, so let's let's move on from Cam Akers. Uh, Michael Thomas, we're certainly having some issues, uh, it seems, between the Saints and Michael Thomas. But more so, let's just talk about the ligaments in his ankle. He had a surgery in June, and it seemed like there was some disconnect between the teams that they didn't really find out about it for about a month. And it sounds to be like a three- to four-month injury. So with that being said, they have their bye week, week eight. And if he goes – or week seven, I'm sorry. And if he goes on the pup – no, week six, sorry. And if it goes in the pup, he has to miss six games. So that will put him out through week seven. And with that being the case, where do you I, see yourself looking at Michael where you, Thomas? Where do you draft him in redraft leagues right now? I it just like this is a situation where I'm scared to take take even a, a gamble on him in the eighth round if he slips that low because he might not play till week till the end of the season. And then what? You kind of wasted a draft pick. I'm, well, I, and and Breeze is not there anymore. You have you have Jameis Winston playing and as a quarterback, and you have uh, um, Tebow two point there um, in in Hill. But <laughs> I if the best case scenario, if I'm staying away from Michael Thomas unless he slips to the thirteenth round or something like that. Then you want to grab him and, and stash him on your IR, okay? But would you take him in the eighth round if he's there? I don't think I would. No, I think that's still too rich for me too. And, and you know, when we did our last buys and sells in June, I, I talked about Michael Thomas being my big buy. Uh, but now with this news, yeah, their bye week is week six. And, and like I said, he'll have to be out at least two week eight if he starts the season on the pup. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, I don't know. It's with cool. the, then now there's, you, you mix the injury with the tension. You know, it's, it's not even just, oh, he has an injury. It's there's tension between both team, both sides. So it's tough for me to even say, yeah, like you said, round eight's, round eight's too rich for me. I think the earliest will have to be double-digit rounds, and I'm taking that yeah. chance. And I might be okay missing that out uh, this year, or I try to trade for him come week five or six if, he, if he's out a little bit. Yeah, that's probably your best bet is 
And on top of that, even when he does come back, he's going to have to acclimate with Winston or yeah. or Hill, whoever the QB ends up being, um, anticipating it's Winston. But but yeah, it's 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 not good. Um, it's like it's frustrating. That's what yeah, especially he, he missed so much time last year, and everybody expected him to be back, and then just just you know, like he was he was saying how the team didn't really find out about it until until whenever and. Yeah, it, it's just not a good situation, but something you got to deal with. And like you guys said, if you can get him in the later rounds, I definitely take a flyer on him. Um, let me let me ask you a quick question. Switch to dynasty real quick. If somebody offered you a twenty-two second right now for Michael Thomas, would you take it? No, no. no. He's still he's twenty-eight years. Yeah, twenty-eight, I believe, or twenty-seven. Um, that's still he's he's still he's going to come back and he's going to be yeah. great for. What about two twenty-two seconds? No, no. I, you still need a first. I would need two firsts if I was. I already somebody already offered me a first for him. I said no. No. Yeah, I need. I need. I need. I'm. I'm. I'm a gambler. Would you trade? So I, would you I'll trade take... DeAndre Hopkins for a second right now? No. Well, no, but you don't have quarterback issues with Hopkins. You don't have injury issues with Hopkins. You don't have ten, team tension issues with Hopkins. There's a chance he holds out the rest of the season if, if, if he Winston goes on the pop. Is the quarterback? I don't. I don't see a quarterback issue. I mean, Winston isn't necessarily the best quarterback in the league, but he's gonna he's gonna throw the ball and get him the ball plenty of times, regardless of how many times he turns the ball over. Um, and he's gonna miss eight games, probably eight, eight, even nine games, ten games, dynasty wise. At twenty seven years old, that's just way too cheap for me. All right, I feel you there. Appreciate that. So, talking about uh, Carson Wentz now, uh, he had foot surgery last week and is out five to twelve weeks. Uh, but, you know, they just talked about uh, earlier yesterday, actually, that uh, they think that it might be more week one he's going to be ready for. So they're leaning more on the, the five-week recovery. Um, but, you know, if, it, if he did go a little longer than anticipated, you you are talking the potential middle of the season. Um, and then you had Quentin, Quentin Nelson, their star guard, one of the best guards in the league, if not the best, had a freakishly same exact injury. Uh, and and he got surgery, but it seems like they're both going to be returning around the same time. But this obviously alludes us to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, it alludes us to Michael Pittman. Uh, we're talking about um, you know a couple of players that have a lot of high hopes going into, into their year twos. Did Jonathan Taylor went from second or third running back down to down to five or six? Do you still think he's a first round pick, Eric? I'm going to ask you that first. Absolutely. Uh, I'd, I'd be taking him in the top five still. Um, you know, I know Quentin Nelson got hurt, but like you said, they're expecting him to be back in the beginning of the season. Outside of him, they still have a really good offensive line, and I think they're going to lean on their run game a lot in the beginning of the season until once gets back fully healthy. And and even if throughout the season, I think they're going to still lean on their run game um, as they did last year. Uh, so, so, yeah, I'm, not, I'm really not worried at all about Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I, I'm not either. I, and I think uh, let me take let me take a step back. I think the rushing Car- Carson Wentz back because the two other quarterbacks, uh, Jacob Eason and um, who's the other quarterback uh, that they just drafted, uh, Sam Ellinger. I don't think they've performed to expectation there, and I think that's why there's kind of a kind of a uh, quarterback competition who's going to win that second second 
second quarterback job there um, because he, Jacob Eason hasn't really performed, um, and now they're splitting reps in training camp. But when it comes to Jonathan Taylor, I don't care who the quarterback is. It could be Antonio. It could be Eric. It could be me. Well, if it's me, we're winning the Super Bowl. But um, uh, <laughs> but I don't care who the quarterback is. I'm still taking them in the first round. That's Jonathan Taylor, not not you guys. Yeah, he dropped to uh, overall 11 RB8. So he's right behind Nick Chubb, Zeke, and Barkley. Right and in front and of Austin Eckler. Come on. You, Barkley is hurt. Oh, you said he's said in front of Barkley? No, he's behind. He's It goes uh, Barkley's five, Zeke six, that's, Chubb that's, seven. That's crazy to me. With all the reports of Barkley still coming out of camps. Staying I'm, sur- out of I'm surprised Zeke is up there, to be honest. Yeah, and I this see. is through – so we talk about doing it through Fantasy Pros, and they take the consensus between like ESPN, MFL – Fan yeah. tracks, fantasy football championship. So uh, it's, it's definitely got some some faith. You know, if you look at the fantasy football championship where people, you know, they spend some money, that's he's down to 11 there. Yeah. I just, 11. you know, he, the last eight games of the season, last eight games of the season, Jonathan Taylor was second in rush yards. You know, we, we saw what he did in the playoffs. Um, I mean, he was second in rush yards. That's not saying too much when, uh, you know, Derrick Henry had 330 more yards <laughs> than he did. But um, with that being said, actually, wow, 430. Gosh, I forgot how good he was. Holy crap. Who? Derrick Henry had 1,184 yards in his last eight games. Yep. Sell, yeah. sell, sell. And, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of players we'll be talking about later. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just I find it tough to believe that he can go lower than, than fourth for me right now. I definitely – I'm taking him personally above Kamara. Um, I'm definitely taking him before Chubb. I'm taking him before Barkley. I'm taking him right after Cook, so he's third for me. I mean, I might be getting to a point where he's back to second. Um, I wouldn't be surprised because he's just he's that good. Uh, yeah. Speaking of great, speaking of great, Devontae Smith oh. had a little bit of an injury. You got some uh, tissues there. He had uh, he had a week to week injury with an MCL sprain. I got scared when I heard he went down. That was Wipe not that fun tear. to listen to. Wipe that tear. Oh goodness. Um, Gonna have to get a little tattoo tier for him. So, um, but I was I was scared with with Devonta Smith going down. But we had a couple rookies having some issues. Najee Harris had his shoulder checked out. Rashad Bateman, he went down on a uh, uh, going up for a catch, wound up hurting his groin. He actually had surgery today, uh, so they said he'll be back sometime in September, which is a little scary. So, let's talk a little bit about um, your thoughts on what. Um, Sorry, I'm reading here. What, what about Rashad Bateman? Like, what are your thoughts on him? Because there was a lot of good hype coming out with camp. There's some talks that, you know, he could be that top target for Lamar Jackson. Um, but sometime in September, wh- where are we going to draft Bateman now? I, I got to say, I think there was way too much hype on him coming into coming into the season. Like, in Dynasty Startups, I, I believe I saw him literally going in, I think, the, like, fifth or sixth round maybe. I, I could be wrong on that. Um but he was up there, and I just we were we've been talking for so long about this offense and how how run heavy it is and how little in the passing game they have. But yet everybody's expecting Bateman to come in and be some great wide receiver that's yeah. going to have potential to be a wide receiver one. And I, I just I don't see it. Yeah, um, I bet yeah, Hollywood's still there. Mark Andrews is going to be the dominant receiver there. Um, I yeah. until until Lamar proves that he can throw it down the sidelines in between the numbers or outside the numbers. I, I don't care who the wide receiver is. You could put Terrell Owens there. You could put Randy Moss there. It doesn't matter to me. 
Um, and that's why I'm staying away from Bateman. I know, Antonio, you're going to come in with this crazy theory of why you should draft them in a in the sixth round or fifth round or in redrafts. And, and um, I'm with Eric on this one. I Lamar just hasn't proved – two things. Lamar hasn't proved that he can throw it outside the numbers. Three things. Mark Andrews is, is wide receiver one there. And, and three, Baltimore Ravens don't want to change their offense. It's been, what, three, four years of this now? I think, but I think that we're seeing a little bit difference. You know, we're going to talk about Hollywood. You know, he's one of my you're, guys. Full you're disclosure: not you're not seeing a difference till week one. If they throw the ball more than they run the ball, then we could say we've seen a difference. Don't you remember week one last year though, when they just dominated Miami, just killed them? Lamar threw like five touchdowns. Like that—that's what you're going to see now. Remember, like Lamar is so efficient, can I, and that's can why I, I think it's question? going to be helpful. Are we I'll only going it. to see that because of Bateman? No, I'm saying that I think Bateman brings what they've been looking for. They've been drafting a big wide receiver for the last couple of years now. Miles Boykin is not working out. They unfortunately, yeah, but on top of that, Sammy Watkins has also been getting some hype in camp as well. And he's going to get hype. And I, I'm not saying that Bateman's going to be somebody, you know, he's going off as the 59th wide receiver, 160 overall. So, you know, he's he's worth a shot in the later rounds. Oh, maybe, especially it was just, now. maybe just the one league we were in, somebody drafted him extremely high. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I don't know why I saw. I, I thought I saw him going higher than that. So it's not, but it's not too far off Hollywood. And I and I just think we've seen flashes of Hollywood, and we've seen that you know, especially last season, Lamar was a bigger issue than Hollywood was. So if Hollywood can distract, if Mark Andrews is still Mark Andrews, which we know, and you have Sammy, who's experienced, who will at least draw attention. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of one-on-one for all of those players, and that's why I think Lamar is going to get back up to having a high touchdown rate. Um, I'm not – Well, the reason, he had a high, the reason he had a high t- touchdown rate a couple of years ago was because of his tight ends, not because of his wide receivers. Well, right, but if you translate that now to his wide receivers, that's going to, I think, work out for everybody. You could see Mark Andrews potentially get another 10-touchdown year, um, which I think is very much on the table. Um, so let's well, talk about – is one of my buys. <laughs> Mark Andrews. Oh yeah, yeah. We both we're both a little bit of fans of of, of the Ravens this year, and uh, I don't want everybody... I don't want to say anything about Mark Andrews because I have a trade in the works, and I know he listens to our podcast, so I'm not going to talk about it. That's true. He does listen. <laughs> uh, friend of the show. So uh, Najee Harris as well had his shoulder checked out. Um, you know, I got to watch an interview with him the other day, and uh, he's just he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, he's very serious, uh, but at the same point, he, he's letting loose. Um, but I'm really excited just watching that a little bit more. I, I gave him a couple extra carries in my projections, I'm going to be honest. Um, but they've been talking about using him a bit in the passing game. And like I said, he had his shoulder checked out. Uh, it seems like everything's going to be okay. But do you think he's he's going to get that workout horse roll that we're all hoping for? A 300 touch back? Well, I guess I'll go first. I mean, I, I've already said in the past, I think it, it's possible. Uh, you know, he he's another one who's getting a lot of hype in training camp. Um, Big Ben's come out and, and said a lot of really good things about him. Um, yeah, I, I think 300 touches, I'm I'm hoping. I think it's definitely possible. Um, but I definitely see a workhorse role, role, role for him. I mean, the guys behind him, there's nobody special behind him. Um, he's by far already the best running back on that team. And, and yeah, I think he just dominates that role. I'm I'm excited for Najee Harris because, you know, what what he's going to bring to the table is potentially what Le'Veon Bell used to do. Not 100 catches, not 90 catches even, but I think um, the potential for a hybrid back that they've been looking for. James Conner 
he didn't work out to be that. Benny Snell really is, you know, just a guy. Um, but I, I think that uh, what we're going to see now is somebody who could do both the, the catching and the running. Uh, and I think that it's going to allow him to get, you know, 15, 12 to 15 carries a game. Uh, and that's going to give him at least five, I hope, you know, four to five targets as well. So I think he's on pace for close to 50 catches. And we've talked about uh, backs who need to, you know, get at least 50 catches to potentially finish top five. And I think you're going to be seeing that ability uh, with with Najee Harris here. I mean, you- and ben, Ben's getting – he's not getting any younger. So, I mean, they're not going to be throwing the ball 40 times. So, Yeah, Najee's uh, running back 11 right in between Aaron Jones and Antonio Gibson. And I'm going to be honest, I want, I want Najee over both of them. Yeah. I know I know I know Aaron Jones can get a lot of touchdowns, but I think I think we might see a little bit of pullback on Aaron Jones this season. I agree. Um, all right, so we gotta talk about Dak. Actually, we gotta move to Justin Jefferson because I'm just having a lot of issues this week with these injuries. Calvin Ridley um scared me when they talked about how his foot's feeling better. I thought, you know, he had a foot injury, but yeah, Justin Jefferson, you know, he said he's in good spirits and uh, he's doing half half speed reps. Half, oh my goodness, I'm talking today, guys. I swear, half speed reps and in his drills. Um, he said he'd be playing if it's a regular season game, uh, but he 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 messed up his shoulder, his AC joint, and oh boy, I don't, I don't like hearing shoulder issues. And Keenan, Keenan's watching the games right now. Yeah, what and happened? Pa- interception, uh, Patriots. Oh. I, I don't know who the quarterback is. It's not Fitzy. Could be it's Big my, Mac. It's my boy. <laughs> there you oh, go. Uh, so, are you worried at all about Justin Jefferson? Like I said, no. they, they're going to take. No, take well, he's in good spirits. He's not going to touch the field till till September 9th or whatever the first week of the season is. He'll be all right. He better be all right. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's a serious injury. I think, yeah. I think he'll be all right. He'll, he'll rest for a while, a yep. couple of weeks, and yeah. he'll be back. Yeah, well, it sounds like uh, Hollywood is having a, a hamstring injury. He's going to get better at Dax shoulder injury. They're getting another MRI on him. I'm a little worried about that. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a little nervous with Dak. Um, that's two injuries in what six months or whatever, eight months, whatever it is. I don't think I can talk about another Dak injury. <laughs> but uh, and it, well, we'll uh, monitor you, it. That's for you, sure. Did you guys see Hard Knocks this past week? I want to do. Uh, I want. I'm gonna watch no, it. Probably. Not. I'm gonna try to watch it tomorrow. If yeah, I like, he, like he wasn't like gunning a ball or anything either when he when he strained it. So yeah. But he, the crazy part about it is he after their first practice, they were, the coaches were like, "Oh, we got to lower his reps." Dak's like, "Oh, you don't need to lower my reps. I'm fine. I missed too much time already." Comes goes back into the play, and then he hurts himself. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, Dak. You you know. Listen, listen to your coaches, I guess, but uh, but it, it, I don't know. I um, I'm nervous if I have him in dynasty. I another another big injury, and that's it for him. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like I said, I think they should monitor. It. Hopefully, they'll be smart about it. Um, I he know they're going to want him out there he, for week he one. Shouldn't touch, he shouldn't touch. He shouldn't touch the field in a preseason game. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't think he he shouldn't be yeah. after this, and, and I'm sure it won't be. Um, but you know, somebody who's not touching the field right now, like we talked about Devonta Smith, but there's reports coming out that Jalen Hurts is heavily targeting 
Uh, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, both tight ends. I mean, I'm hoping that that'd be the case when their number one wide receiver's not there, um, and they're hoping Jalen Rager steps up. But uh, there's rumors as well, you know, with the Eagles and Houston about Deshaun Watson. Are you getting scared in Dynasty if you have any hurt shares? Like, like what are you feeling right now? Because I'll be honest, I have some hurt shares, and I don't usually like to take chances on some young quarterbacks, but I am, and I'm, I'm a little bit worried if uh, actually, if they do have that move. I actually was just thinking about this. Um, I don't think I'd be worried, and the reason why is because he'd still be a starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. Um and they have nobody else around him, and I think he'll just be running for his life. And for fantasy, that might actually be a good thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just looking at the bright side of it. But in my you know, in my eyes, he'll still be a starting quarterback at least for this year. He, you know, if they trade Deshaun Watson, they're getting a quarterback that they're going to play. Um, I mean, if Hurts goes to Washington, maybe. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Eric. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, wait, did you say Washington? I thought it was Houston. Houston, yeah. I, well, <clears throat> oh, okay, the reason I said Washington was – I'm sorry. I now, who, was the, who was the wide receiver that got just traded from Chicago to Houston? Anthony Miller? Oh, yeah, Anthony Miller. 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 I'm thinking of Washington from Pittsburgh. But they if, even if he does get traded to uh, Houston, they got a okay wide receiver core there. They got, they got Brand Cooks. They got, they got Anthony Miller, and they got Nico Collins. Um, so – it's not as bad as it looks. The wide receiving core, if Smith is hurt for a long, a longer period of time, um, the wide receiving core in Houston might be better than, than, than the Eagles' wide receiving core minus Smith. Yeah, I mean it's not it's it's not a. Uh, so I, mean, I, mean, I, I would think I the Eagles. I think I the Hurts would have a lot to work with. You're just you're you're hoping that that's the case that he obviously could, but. My fear is Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, like hands down. And as much as we want to say Jalen Hurts can get there, we know we know Watson's there. I guess it would be just if they want to commit the money and the picks to it. Uh, that's the only thing that's making me feel better about it, that it hasn't been done yet. It's just I'm afraid to wake up one of these days and my phone just shows me that uh, Watson's there, which I'm going to love it because, you know, I love DeMonta Smith, uh, but uh, I would assume – Hertz might go in any package as well, or Ertz. I'm yeah. sorry, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. I just I wanted to ask, I guess your thoughts because I've been up sleeping or not sleeping because of that a little bit. Um, but man, if uh, if if Watson and Devonta Smith got to play together, which is I, I hope Hertz steps out. I'm, really I'm gonna kick myself for not drafting him over Chase. I know. Yeah. Speaking of somebody you did keep drafting though, Keenan, you draft a lot of Michael Carter. You keep trying to send me a couple offers in the little leagues you don't have him in, but no, no. He uh he started with the first team. Yeah, and... I mean as he should. <laughs> as he should. Are you are you excited for I know it's Jets talk right now, but like we talked about, the talent rises to the top. Are you still having high expectations for Michael Carter? Where where are you looking to possibly be grabbing him right now? Because Nobody else has that much high expectations, at least for him. As I, why don't you tell me what you think about him as I search for his ADP? Well, I'm just gonna say I'm probably not gonna draft him. He sucks, you know. Because if I talk good about him, you're gonna steal him like you did in our in our in our draft recently. But no, I I think 
I think the running game is going to be really good for the Jets. They they did fi- kind of fix that offensive line, um, and I think they're going to rely on it, especially if Zach Wilson is is a quarterback. They're not going to make him if he's a starting quarterback. I don't even know who their backup is, so I'm assuming Zach Wilson is going to be the starting quarterback week one. And I think they're going to rely on the running game more. They, and I'll take those little dump down passes to Carter all all day. Um, I know Coleman's there, but I think eventually Carter has the has the talent to become an RB one. Maybe may, for that team, maybe not week one, week two, week three, but maybe week by week eight, he's he's taking most of the reps there in in New York. He's he's the, he's more talented than uh, Pirine. He's Coleman is can never stand the field, so I I would take Carter. I don't know. In my well, mock, I was, well, I was taking. I was taking him you. later. I was taking him in the in the eighth, ninth, tenth round around there. Depend. It depends. It depends how the board shapes out, and if a lot of if if there's running backs left in the later rounds. Well, right now he's going as uh, RB thirty, right in between Melvin Gordon, who's in front of him, and Fournette's behind him. You know, my boy Trey Sermon's right behind him there. But I don't RB thirty. That's like he's going to be a starting running back. He's going to be getting a lot of the touches. Like like you said, I I want to you know I agree with everything that you had just said about Michael Carter. So I'm not going to go down that road. But I just uh, you know I would even take him over James Robinson. I'm not. I don't. You know James we, Robinson we doesn't have that role for a while. But he's he's you know six spots ahead of him. Hopefully that gets a little updated now. Um, all right, one more play I want to talk about, and then we're going to get into our buys and our sells. You know, head coach Matt Rule for the Panthers. They were talking about rookie Terrace Marshall, somebody we're all really excited about. Uh, but they said, we're trying to force feed Terrace and bring him along as fast as, as we can. Now, with that being said, uh, he, he's into an offense with Joe Brady, uh, offensive coordinator who was you know, part of the LSU offense. What do you think – you have Darnold there now, who's going to be reunited – who's reunited with Robbie Anderson, who's dealing with DJ Moore. So Terrace Marshall now should be that third uh, that fourth option because you have McCaffrey as well. So – you know, does this news make you a little more excited for Marshall? Is he someone you're still hopefully throwing a dart at in round 13, 14, 15, 13 too high? Currently, wide receiver And I think you should take that dart throw because Robbie Anderson, I believe, is this is his last year on his contract unless they extended him. Um, and then it's really just DJ Moore. I mean, obviously McCaffrey too. Um, and if you're somebody like me, you you really believe in Sam Darnold and think he's going to have a great career there in, in Carolina. So, um, what about for 2021? Do you think do you think this season he could be someone that's relevant with potentially being the fourth option in a Sam Darnold led offense? Because like, how about this, Denzel Mims or Terrace Marshall? I mean, Mims isn't even on the damn field. He might even he might not even make the cut. Yeah, I I'd still go Mims over there. Um, just because I think Mims is going to turn it around. He still has another month before the season starts, so um, I think he'll be all right. And and um, yeah, for this year, I'm going to go Mims, but I, I do well, like Terrace Marshall still. What about Rondell Moore or Terrace Marshall? Rondell Moore, uh, Arizona, right? Yeah, I like Moore. Probably I mean, Rondo Moore because yeah, I, I think mean, he'll have a better chance of being the third option. Whereas or the second option. Mark, Mark, uh, or maybe, the second yeah, option. Yeah, yeah, if something happens with Green. Green um, didn't perform last year, and Christian Kirk doesn't want to be a football player anymore So um, because he's 
he hasn't performed in years. So uh, he has a chance to be a wide receiver too there. And That's fair. My question is, I'm, I'm trying to pull up Sam Darnold's stats and is there enough throws to feed all the, all those, all those wide receivers and McCaffrey? Yeah. So, um, because uh, what the heck, Carolina last year actually don't. I mean, even even before with Ron Rivera, they were throwing a lot. But I mean, even last year, Carolina they were twenty two, so thirty five attempts a game. But that was with Bridgewater, who couldn't really throw much downfield. I know you know people are going to say Darnold can't, but Robbie Anderson showed a lot with the Jets, which is what got him paid with Carolina. So I think they're going to be able to move the ball downfield more. Uh, but I don't know. I think I think thirty five to thirty six attempts a game is still reasonable. That. Um, at least for me right now, I've got Marshall with around 80 targets. So I, I think that he can turn that into a productive 600, 700 yards with about five touchdowns. That's something that I think is extremely reasonable for him, um, which if if that's the case, though, I think you're going to have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore disappointing. Yeah, he uh, – I'm doing the math right now. He aver- Before last season, he averaged about 30 thir- to 31 throws per game. Last season, he averaged – Average twenty-two um, throws per game, Darnold. So, I think if if you're if you're counting on uh, all all four of those options to be involved in the passing game, I think you need Darnold to throw at least thirty-five times a game. And he hasn't he hasn't done it yet. And I mean, he was he played for the Jets, so. But I'm staying yeah. away. Yeah. I'm staying away. Well, and now now I'm happy that. I, Traded away DJ Moore for uh, for Kittle. Now that we're talking about this, because I have been losing sleep a little bit of sleep that I traded DJ Moore for Kittle. Well, we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about him very soon as well, and I think that's a good segue uh, to get us into our buys and our sells. But first, make sure you guys are checking us out on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Uh, make sure to follow me, Antonio, at Antonio Denisi FF. You can follow Eric at Biggie underscore FF and Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit the little bell for the subscribe button so you can uh, get notified every time we're on. If you're not checking us out on YouTube, do that sometime. Thanks. All right. So, Keenan and Eric, let's get yes, us started sir. here with our, uh, with our Dynasty buys. Uh, Eric, why don't you tell us? I know we've talked a little bit about these players already or their teams, which would be nice to kind of uh, mingle, commingle that in. But why don't you get us started, Eric? Yeah. Um, my first my first buy, I've been talking about him for a little bit, how I think he's being a little disrespected here in the dynasty industry. And that's Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I get it. I get why everyone's down on him. Um, he, he stayed on the one-year deal with Pittsburgh, but I, I just don't understand it. He, he's already showed – he's already put up a thousand, uh, a few thousand-yard seasons in the league, or I believe maybe one and close to another. Um, and even last year, in a, in a considerably down year for him, he finished as the wide receiver 18 at 24 years old. How does that push him down to the wide receiver 30? I just don't understand that. He's in the same offense. I know everybody thought before that he was he was only good because Antonio Brown was on the other side of him. Maybe Johnson and Claypool are only doing good because Juju's there. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think he's a still a great wide receiver. 
Um, you know, this year you're probably looking at another, you know, low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three year. So I get it, but or, – or sorry, um, mid to low-end wide receiver two years was what I'm, I'm, I assume, you know, in the 18 to 24 range. Um, it's, yeah, it's, I, just, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Do you know if he's played more slot or outside last year? Was it or is Johnson in the slot more? Um, I don't have those numbers off. Okay. That's Johnson probably in the slot more. Yeah, that, that's 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 the thing that with, actually they both uh, from the both sides. Yeah, they, they both played some slot. I just I was just curious who played more. Um, the only thing that scares me about Juju is his quarterback. Obviously, he's not getting any younger, and we just talked about the the Panthers having a lot of mouths to feed. If Pittsburgh decides to run the ball more than they throw the ball this year. Is there enough to feed Claypool, Juju, and Johnson? Is my question. That's that's my only concern. Juju's a great player. And, yeah, and, and and I get that, but I guess I mean for a dynasty buy, it's just wide receiver thirty to me for mm-hmm. a twenty four year old who's already dominated in the league. Yeah. And, and and like I said, the re- I think the reason he did it is because he thinks he's going to get more money next year, which is totally understandable. And he and he, and he is because the Bills are going to pay him next year. Yeah, but that's and that's awesome. another thing I was going to say is there might be a lot more options, a lot better landing spots this year um, as opposed to last year. So I don't know. I understood why he stayed on the one year deal. Um, I think he's going to end up somewhere great. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to keep him around. Um, Unfortunate yeah. for him because I think he wants to stay there, but but yeah, I think he'll land somewhere good and get a big contract, and and I think he'll be great long term. Yeah. And like I said, he's still only twenty four years old. Yeah, he's Hello, wide Kitty. receivers. Right, wide receivers going into the prime twenty seven to twenty nine years old. Yeah. Why, why don't you talk about a young wide receiver as well, Keenan? Well, one of my buys is Court Court Sutton. I mean. If you have them and you're trying to trade them, you're not getting enough for them. And if you're trying to trade for them, um, the person that has them feels like you're not giving up, giving enough for him. Coming off that big ACL injury, this guy's going to come right back into being at wide receiver one in in Denver. Yeah, we we know he they got Judy there, but Judy hasn't really stood out yet. Um, at least last year he didn't. Um, everyone's worried about the quarterback position in in Denver, but I mean. That great rookie season that Corton Sun had. Can you guys name the three quarterbacks that were throwing him the ball? He had that first season. He had Trevor Simeon. No. No? Was that afterwards? It was Drew Locke? It was Drew Locke, Joe Flacco, so and, and, Brandon, yeah. and Brandon Allen were throwing him the ball. And he had 100, 1,112, 1,112 yards. Um, I, It's – if I – if someone's trying to get rid of him, I'm trying to buy him. But like I said, it's it's tough because of the potential that he has there. And I, I same thing with Juju though. With with you, Eric, if you if you're trying to trade for him, the person that has him, they're going to want a lot more than you're trying to give up. Um, so because they're young wide receivers and they're good wide receivers. Okay. Antonio, why don't we why don't we go to you now, buddy? Who do you have here? Well, we we I'm just gonna keep the theme going with, I mean, you with might, young you, wide receivers. You mind as well, but I definitely disagree with this one. Also twenty four. Yeah. Hollywood Brown. 
Uh, we've been talking about him. We've been talking about the Ravens offense. And he's a player I've been waiting to break out for a long time. He's a player – well, I know it's only been two years, but, I mean, I just feel like everybody's against him. I feel like he's getting shoved down now, especially with Rashad Bateman there. People are forgetting about him. Current wide current ADP is 39. I guarantee you that's going to keep going down, especially with the injury now. And let me tell you why I love him. I love him because he's got 15 touchdowns. 15 touchdowns on 104 catches. So that's a fantastic touchdown rate. It's like 13%. I'm just doing quick math in my head. 13, 14%. Like, that's awesome. You know why? Because the guy burns people. And you know what happened last year? He burned people. He didn't, he, he didn't burn people negatively. He was burning defensive backs. And there was at least three or four open passes. Lamar, had he hit him, should have scored and would have scored. And that's what I'm that's that's what I'm expecting. Uh, that's what I'm expecting this year is, is we've been talking about the efficiency coming back, and he's always going to get an opportunity for high touchdowns. And I think that that's exactly what he's going to do. He does have a boomer boss potential, but like I said, he's going as wide receiver thirty nine right now. You're going to tell me he's not going to finish as wide receiver three? He finished as wide receiver thirty six last season, and we had a bunch of issues with the Ravens, who decided to be a heavily uh, run first offense. The second half of the season, and uh, did that matter for Hollywood? That no, that actually helped him. He had five touchdowns in the last eight games, five of his eight touchdowns. Um, so I, I'm really excited for Hollywood. Uh, he had 100 targets last year, and I think I think 100 to 110 is a, is a good range, which will extremely which will make him more efficient, um, if not even, you know, get some more catches under his belt. Can I say something? Of course. You yell at me because I like Adam Thielen, even though he's a big wide receiver or he's a big um, touchdown guy. And now you're loving Hollywood Brown because he gets touchdowns. Well, touchdowns are what's important, and it's not just touchdowns. Uh, last season, he had at least 77 yards in six of his 16 games, and he was injured for a couple that he didn't even get more than you know three targets. And we saw Lamar do really poorly. So this is a base floor wide receiver 36 with a very, very poor Ravens season. Right. I don't know why. I don't know why he, you can't see him doing well. And Adam Thielen can't burn people. All right, give me a first for Hollywood. Send it. Adam Thielen gets all his touchdowns in the two-yard line, which is going to really, really have problems for him. I said give me a first for Hollywood. Send it. All right, we'll work on it. So, uh, <laughs> Eric – yeah, I'll, I'll go stick right into mine. With, uh, yeah, stick yeah. with the theme. Uh, mine's Mark Andrews. Um, you know, his his ADP right now is 66, so he's gone down pretty considerably. Um, you know, just a year ago we were talking about this guy potentially being up there with George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. Um, and, and a big reason for that, like you said, with Hollywood is the touchdowns. He's, you know, he's a, he's a threat to get double-digit touchdowns, like legitimately every single year. Um, he's still young, I believe, 24 years old as well, um, or possibly 25 now. Um, and the, and I think they're gonna they need to get back to that 2019 offense where Lamar was just he threw 35 touchdowns, um, 10 of them were to Mark Andrews. Uh, he had 98 targets that year. I, I, they need to get back to that. They need to get him going. Um, that, that they need to that that run game is going to run the offense. Obviously, we all know that, but in the passing game, Mark Andrews runs this offense, and they need to get him going in order to get the, the wide receivers going. In my opinion, so I think they figure it out, um, and and I think he bounces back and has a great year. 
Yeah, I think we're. I think uh, at least the two of us are pretty high on the Ravens. Um, and what Lamar Jackson can bring to the table. I'm, 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 high, on, I'm high on Mark Andrews. Yeah, not, just not Hollywood on, or the other wide receivers. I, I'm telling you, man, Hollywood and and call me crazy for saying this, but he reminds me so much of Tyreek Hill. He really does. Like that's why after his rookie season, I just went crazy and buying him a lot of dynasty leagues, and. Like I said, you just watch. He gets touchdowns on long, uh, long throws. You know, if Lamar can make them, he gets really, really, really good with his route running ability when he puts and he's put in the slot and inside the what, ten yard line, especially. What did you just say? What did I say? What did you just say? If Lamar can hit him, but that's what we're all focusing on. We're focusing on twenty nineteen, and hopefully, he gets back to that and being more efficient. And that's what he's trying to work on is his long throws. Um, but I, I won't talk too much more about Hollywood, but uh, I'm very excited for him breaking out this year. I, I know he's not going to get much more targets than the 100 that he had, uh, but I think that the touchdowns and yards can certainly increase as, as well as the catches. Uh, speaking of somebody increasing, though, Miles Sanders, I've been preaching, preaching for two years. He's going to do it, guys. This is the time. Jalen Hurts, don't. Don't get feared by it, guys. We were just talking about Deshaun Watson. Even if he goes to the Eagles, it's only going to help Miles Sanders. You need to go buy him this year because in 2022, guys, he's going to be worth way too much. You're not going to want to overpay for him, even though you still should. But Miles Sanders, he averaged over five yards of carry on this Eagles depleted offensive line, this crappy Carson Wentz season. Like their head coach got fired. They had an absolutely atrocious year. And Miles Sanders was still able to be efficient. Uh, he had more yards than he did in his rookie year in three last games. And you know what? The guy's getting targets. He's getting touches. He had f- over 40 touches in the three games with Jalen Hurts. Over 50 touches. I'm sorry. Over 40 carries. I mean, he was getting the opportunities through the air. He was able to have 11 catches. That's something you're looking for. I'm not saying he's going to get, you know, 300 plus. Well, actually, I am. I'm saying he's going to get close to 300 touches. But 350 is out of the realm. But uh, I certainly think that 250 carries and close to 50 catches is something Miles Sanders is going to get. And I just love what the Eagles are doing. I love adding Devonta Smith. I love letting Rager be there to stretch the field. And, you know, even though Hurts runs, I get it. I get that he does that. But he was the number eight running back on a points per, on a point-per-game basis the last four weeks of the season when Hurts was there. So I'm really excited for Miles Sanders, who's currently being drafted in double digits uh, for running backs. So – so you're not um, you're not scared of uh, the rookie that they just drafted, Gainwell. No, I, no, I'm not scared at all. I understand they keep adding people to the backfield, but um, t- talent rises to the top. Miles Sanders is going to keep proving to people it was it was somewhat health last year, but everybody was injured with the Eagles. Uh, his first season, he he just showed so many flashes flashes, uh, and and Miles Sanders is going to be a verge of a top five running back in dynasty in 2022. Mark my words. I hope so. I just tried so. Well, there's another young player, Keenan, that you've got. Uh, yeah, people should be buying as well. Yeah, uh, Clyde Edward Hilaire. Uh, sorry, the football game's still on, but um, last year you couldn't even get him. Um, good luck paying for him. You would have had to pay an arm and a leg and, and your firstborn to get, get your hands on him. Now, this year, everyone kind of is over him, I guess, but they're wrong because there's no Le'Veon Bell. You want to know why they signed Le'Veon Bell last year? Because Clyde Edward Hilaire secretly had a drop problem. Um, he he had a 7.3% drop drop percentage. And I think Andy Reid got a little annoyed with that because, you know, they, their offense, 
was stalling maybe. I, I got to go back and look at it. I just saw the stat come up through Twitter the other day. But I think that's why they signed Le'Veon Bell was to help with with the um, running back out of the backfield catching the ball. This year, there's no Le'Veon Bell. They don't have anyone there besides – is it Damian Williams that they signed from Kansas City? They got Daryl back there. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and his pass blocking, too, was was an issue last year, too. But um, I think this year, you're, there's no there's no one in the backfield to, to take take away reps. He's healthy, and I think they're going to throw him the ball um, a little bit more. He, he They threw him the ball 55 times last year in, in 13 games. We could up that maybe to a couple couple more uh, throws per game, get, get about seven seven targets per game, and I think that helps him a lot. And I I think right now he, you can get him fairly cheap, um, unless I have him. Good, good luck, Big E, trading for him. Um, Big E's been trying to trade for him all, all, all winter. But, but um, yeah, I mean. I, I think it's – I think you're oh, – sorry, I didn't want to cut you, but I think you're right in hitting everything uh, – you know, on the nail there because the thing with, with CH is he did have issues with pass blocking and Andy Reid's not a big rookie lover. You know, they, they threw him in there because they see a lot of Westbrook as we all heard in him. But I think as it got through, they realized he, he can't do what they need to get to that Super Bowl. And that's where Levan Bell with that experience came in. Not necessarily, they don't need Bell. They didn't need Bell to get them to the Super Bowl. You know, that presence was there, but they don't need, you know, that 29 year old running back. Um, so he certainly brought everything off the field for them. And I think he, I think he guided Edwards Hilaire now. I really, I really think that uh, he gets it now. Year two into that offense, he was on pace for over 300 touches in that first six weeks. So, so you're right there, Keenan. I'm, I'm excited for him. I wasn't originally, but I think people are sleeping. Like you said, he's currently fifteenth uh, in redraft. But for dynasty, you can still get yeah. him at a discount. Um, all right, so that's our buys there. So let me just recap that quick before we get to our sells. That was I had Miles Sanders and Hollywood Brown. Eric had Juju and Mark Andrews, and Keenan had Cortland Sutton and Clyde Edwards Elaire. All right, there's some big names on this sell list over here. There are some big names on the some sell big list. Names. I, yeah, I some big names. Let me let me go first too. I would I would, I would well, love it's funny because uh, <laughs> some of yeah, these guys well, show up on our later list too. I'm actually going to do both of mine in one because they kind of there's kind of some similar reasons for both as to why I would sell both. Um, oh, time out, time out. I love one, and Anthony Antonio loves the other one. Remember that. Yeah. So, so mine are Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon. Um, uh, let's see. Austin Eckler, his ADP is 23. Joe Mixon is 26. Um, just a couple of similar reasons. Like they're both 25, 26 years old. Um, Joe Mixon, he's never had a full season out of four seasons. He's never played a full season. Austin Eckler's missed games in two out of his four seasons. Um, both their ADPs, in my opinion, are extremely high. And some of these guys that you can trade them for, like, and, and I, put it this way as well. Both of these guys, both of their teams have a potential out on their contracts after this season. So you're talking about a 27, 26-year-old running back going into free agency next season, potentially, potentially, or or you could trade one for Jamar Chase and have a potential elite wide receiver for the rest of his career, or a Kyle Pitts, um, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Anthony's by Miles Sanders. You can trade them for these guys, and you can get great players for the next decade. Or you can keep them and just have a running back for the potential next year or two who is potentially going to get hurt 
Um, or, but in the end, at the same time, I do think this year they are going to have like they are going to have some good seasons. Um, but just where their ADP is right now, there's just some other guys I'd much rather have, and you can make those trades right now. And I think in the long term and short term, you are going to much prefer that and be happy with making that trade. I'm done. You know, I, th- I think that was well said. I do. Um, I, I think my problem with Mixon is I, if you can get youth, go for the youth. Absolutely. Um, you're chasing, if you keep him mixing, you're chasing what you've been chasing now for, for nearly four years. And you're hoping that the Bengals are going to come through and everybody's going to stay healthy. And there's just been every single year where there's been issues. It was the offensive line a couple years ago. It was Joe Burrow last year. Um, it was mixing himself last year. So um, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a top 10 asset. He's going to be a potential top five asset. Uh, and that's why for me, I'm holding him. I'm definitely not selling him unless, you know, like you said, Eric, if, if you can come into play and you can get somebody like maybe a DeAndre Swift, if you do, you know, Joe Mixon plus, uh, like a Joe Mixon in a first, if, if that can get that done, you know, I'd get there. But um, I can't sell him just yet. I can't sell Austin Eckler because of the year he had two years ago. And all those guys that I named, by the way, that you can trade, were all being – they're all their ADPs were behind them or right next to them. So yeah. you, those are potential. You could trade Eckler in a second and poten- – he was he was two spots behind Ridley. Would you trade Eckler in a second for Ridley? In a heartbeat. Oh, in a heartbeat. heartbeat. Yeah, you I mean, Miles Or even Eckler in a second and third. You can make that happen right now. Um Get him for Miles Sanders. Yeah. Like I said, he was uh, RB34. You can get Miles Sanders plus for RB20. Uh, You definitely could do that. Yeah. Because, you know, nobody, a lot of people don't think Sanders has a path to top 10. And Eckler's been showing that. Um, So why don't we, um, why don't we slide over then? Uh, Keenan, why don't you talk about, uh, who who your cells are? Uh, if you want to go with both of them, or if you want to just talk sure. about more of them, sure, I'll go with both. Um, so no, Eric started that. Yeah, I like that little trend, Eric. Even though I don't like us, you selling Austin Eckler, but um, my first one's Derrick Henry. Um, selling him, twenty seven years old. He's had two great seasons. Um, I don't think his. I don't think right now you can't his. What am I trying to say here? To buy him right now, you're gonna to sell him right now. You're gonna get the most for him. Um, he, his his value has never been this high. So the reason I'm selling him, he's 27 years old. Last year he had a whopping 378 attempts, or he touched the ball 378 times. Two years ago, in 2019, he led the league in in a regular season with with carries. It's starting to get to that point, guys, where 27 year old running back has all these carries. And and then hit, hits a wall. Talk to Todd Gurley. Talk to uh, Demarco Murray. Talk to name a couple more um, over the years that have that have said Le'Veon Bell. Um, he's not even in the league anymore right now. So it's that time. I think, I, it's that time to sell him because by next year, everyone's gonna be, everyone's gonna look at him. All now he's twenty eight. He's had another three hundred. Um, uh, touches. Everyone's going to get nervous as as the, the more t- attempts and touches he gets. Everyone's going to start getting nervous and nervous, more nervous as as the time goes. So I think right now is the best time to to trade him because he's one injury away from from being being what Todd Gurley is. Do you, do you think Derrick Henry might be a lifer? And you know what I mean by lifer is 
maybe he should be a lifer on your on your team, um, especially if you're a championship team. Like, if you're a championship team, do you think you could yes. see yourself selling him? Or I mean, all these guys that we're talking about on sales can be can be a lifer on on a on a championship team. But if you're if you're you know barely making the playoffs or not making the playoffs at all, this is your time to sell him. This is when you're going to get your best bang for your buck. Um, like I said. If something did happen, if something did happen to Derrick Henry, where he suffers one injury, his value's done. Right. There's, well, it, but, I mean, one, done yes because no. of, I mean, come on, Antonio. He's, look at the he's a different breed for me. So he's he's an Adrian Peterson level of breed for me, to be honest. I mean, where's where's AP? Where, what would happen to him? Well, he's thirty. He was like thirty-five now. He's still rushing. Well, but I mean, the guy tore I mean, his ACL yeah, but, when he was well, what, like twenty-nine. What, yeah, and what happened to him after that? He came back and did two thousand yards. Hey, look, all right, look at his ADP though. I'm talking about and his. And if you ha- if you're trying to yes. trade him, if you're trying to trade him before that two thousand yards, you weren't you you weren't getting the value for him. Yeah, it's fair. That's fair, but I, I don't know. I, mean, and then, I, I guess and then, it's FOMO maybe because and then if after he could put up, yeah, and then and then after he had that two thousand yards for Adrian Peterson, you weren't able to get the value for him because of his age. Was it? It's uh, it's like. And every player that's had over two thousand yards that following season, they've dropped. I think like at least five or six hundred yards. Yeah. And and it's it's elites, it's legendary players. But um, I, I honestly, I th- I think Derrick Henry might beat that this year for year two. I really do. Like I think sixteen or seventeen hundred yards is is very very it's easy for of, him, especially this year. It's a lot of mileage, man. It is. Mileage. He's he's someone that I think can avoid it though. He's a, he's a damn Mack truck. Well, yeah, I'm a damn Mack truck too, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, seriously though, a lot of yeah. mileage, a lot of mileage, and we it's it's just a trend that happens, you know. Well, and you got you got you in in especially in dynasty, you gotta be ahead of the trend because well, if you, you want to, sorry, I just you know you're speaking of being trendy here. Your other cell seems to be somebody that uh, is catching a yeah. trend of of similar injuries too. So, you know, you're afraid of a young player with an injury as you were afraid of an older player with an injury. So, yeah. Well, the reason, well, they're. What are you doing with Cam Aikman? I'm selling. And I re, I made a trade yesterday. I sold him because it's, he might not be, he might not have a starting, starting spot next year. That's, that's where I'm, that's the most, he's going to come back from his injury. That's, no, that's no problem. But if Henderson has a great year this year, which he can, because last year he performed. He performed during the season before before he lost his job. I think he actually got hurt. What if what if Henderson does finish at RB one? Are the Rams gonna be like, oh, here you go, Acres. This is your starting role, or or are we all are we gonna do this again? What we what we had to do it when he was a rookie? Yeah, it's. I know. I know you and I were talking about that, and that's uh, it's a fear of mine too. Is uh, you know because I I don't I don't think that he's more talented. Uh, Daryl Henderson, it is then Cam Akers. Yeah. But um, but you know there are there are other uh, colleagues out there, especially you know uh, prof- very professional athletes that used to play that have said that Daryl Henderson is better. They think talent wise he's better, and, and he's you know, young. He is yeah. young. He they he drafted, drafted him the year before. Years. Yeah, and he and, was drafted uh, in the third round, so only around behind Akers. It's just the fact that they drafted Akers and he was given the role in the playoffs. It's just, yeah, I think I think Henderson needs to have an amazing year to supplant him, and I don't, I just don't see it. So it, but, it'll be. But what are you? What would you take for him then? So, because you know you got to take at least a first. And why don't you talk about the trade you did actually? I traded him, Tua, in a second, 
for Adams and Love. So I got it. Yeah, yeah. What's that? I said Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, yeah. yeah. So I got a so I got a wide receiver one, two, three, or four, which wherever he finishes. Um I got rid of an injured player off my team. And it, it sucked to get rid of him because I have high hope high hopes for him. But there's a big there, I, I have big concerns for him. I really do. And I think I don't think I'm the only one. I No, you're it's, not. It's, it's, it's not it's not possible for him. If he, if it was possible for him to gain gain a starting role in in the middle of the season, it, it's possible for him not not to ever see it again, especially in that offense. Because McVeigh he falls in love with players, and he he can forget about Acres. And but like I said, next year we can be doing we can be doing what we were doing it what we were doing his rookie season. Like get Henderson yeah. out, throw throw Acres in, let's go, you know, and then and then what? You know, you're you're just you're, you're just waiting for him to. Just like just like Derrick Henry, I don't think Cam Akers' value is ever going to be any higher than this right now, unless he gets a starting unless he gets a starting role. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's considered high right now. So, all right, all right, we'll we'll have to see. I guess uh, what happens with Henderson uh, come week one because the ball is literally in his court. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about my two cells, and they're both young players. They're both sophomores coming in. Um, I know you guys like a couple of them too, but it's, it's Jerry Judy and Antonio Gibson. And, you know, it pains me to say this about Jerry Judy because I really love the talent. I really loved him coming out. Um, but the problem is until Denver fixed that quarterback issue, even though he's going to be fighting for number one in targets right now, um, I'm not sure how much I can trust the performance for happening. Uh, so that's why for me, at least in Dynasty, you can sell him to someone that really is a Jerry Judy fan. And you can get some top dollar for because he he was it, with players with minimum 100, 100 targets. He was second in yards. So that was really he's second in yards per catch. Sorry, not yards. So that was really good to see with him. You know, he's a great route runner. Like he brings a lot to the table, but he also had a lot of drops. And I just I don't know with Cortland Sutton coming back. Keen, you were talking about him already. And with Noah fans supposedly breaking out. When they have Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, both who can catch passes, it's just scaring me a little bit. I know there's a lot of vacated targets with Tim Patrick and um, Deshaun Hamilton uh, leaving, and, and I, I just don't know though if that's enough for me to say, "Hey, Jerry Judy is is going to be someone that can still be a wide receiver one or even a wide receiver two this year." And that's why I think if I could sell him for yeah for a first plus, which you definitely should be getting because you just got him last year. Like you should be getting him close for first and a second. Or if you want to get someone like, oh, let me think here. If you can, if you can get like a Devonta Smith, you know, if someone has a recency bias, you know, now he got injured and they're worried about Jalen Hurts, you could probably get a Jerry Judy plus because don't forget, he was going one five, one six last year. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, also so um pains me on, on the Jerry Judy. It also pains me to say Antonio Gibson. Uh he's someone I didn't really like coming into the year. Um, I wasn't very excited for him because it was nothing but hype. He didn't do a lot in college. He was productive, a touchdown basis and an effect and an efficiency basis. But I, I didn't know how he would last getting all that work, especially being more of a wide receiver. But he did. He got a lot of options and a lot of opportunity, and he did well with it. But you know what's changed with Washington? Nothing but additions. Nothing, there was no subtractions with Washington's offense, and that's what scares me. You got Logan Thomas, who just got paid after he broke out. You got J.D. McKissick, who was second or, second or third in catches in the whole league in running backs, and he's still there. Uh, you have McLaurin, 
who's supposed to break out a little bit more with Fitzpatrick. And then you have Curtis Samuel that they added, who's somewhat familiar with that offense already. I just I find him being that fourth, you know, third person that's that's battling for targets, and uh, that's even aggressive. Like it might be fifth. And if he's not getting catches, then he's not someone that's certainly going to fulfill his ADP um, where he's currently going. As I lost my page while I was pulling that back up, sorry. Antonio Gibson's currently going running back twelve, like in between Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon. Um, I don't even know if I would take like he's 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 ahead of Clyde Edwards-Helaire as well and Miles Sanders. I would take all of them over him. I'm uh, especially in and- dynasty. Like I'm not I'm not excited for what Antonio Gibson can. I'm excited for him. I'm not excited for where the value is. And fifty, yeah. If Fitz fails and he doesn't really throw to his running backs, and he's already thrown to McKissick, can you see him throwing to McKissick and throwing to Gibson enough to make you say, "Hey, no, I'm excited for him." No, it's he, um, he, he, you know, this is a really good segue into one of my uh, one of my guys. My guys. <laughs> yeah, we we've talked about a couple of my guys. We've been getting so into kind of got a counteract your point too. So if you want me to talk about him, I can. Yeah, and that's I just yeah that that's the last thing I had to say is I just. He's somebody that you know you really can hope to stick to be efficient, but he needs the workload to also be efficient to hit the value of an RB one. And uh, why don't you tell us, Eric, talk about your my guy? So, so we're, we're going to switch over. That was our dynasty buys and sells. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about our players for 2021. We're planning our flag in on them. Uh, obviously, you heard Eric allude. He's sticking with with Washington football team, and he could start with his player. But we've each got two players. Um, that we really think you should be drafting this year, and they're going to be healthy league winners. Yeah, and my my first one is Terry McLaurin. Um, and part of this reason, um, and part of it is why I actually I like Antonio Gibson, is, you know, obviously with Fitzpatrick there now, um, we know he's a gunslinger. We know he's going to get his wide receivers the ball. Um, on top of that, last year between the four different quarterbacks that Washington had, they had, they had over 600 pass attempts. Um, if you give that to Fitzpatrick in this offense, we can legitimately see McLaurin getting into that 150, 160 target range. He had 134 last year in 15 games with a bunch of crapshoot quarterbacks. Um, give him a gunslinger, somebody that we know wants to make the playoffs and is going to throw the ball you add Curtis Samuel on the other side of the field. Um, you get this run game going with Antonio Gibson. This offense is going to be a well-oiled machine, and it's going to be producing fantasy points. Um, actually, I think the passing is going to come away from McKissick a little bit. I think Antonio Gibson is going to be on the field more with Curtis Samuel being there more being there now. Um, like I said, Logan Thomas is still there. Um, and Fitzpatrick's a gunslinger. I just I don't see him checking down to McKissick eleven times a game. I just I don't see it. So, um, like I said, McLaurin's one of my guys. Um, I think you should draft him. He's going to be a solid option this year. Uh, I think he's going to be great. Stevenson just had a ninety-one yard touchdown run. Nice, Ramondre. You know, and then we didn't even talk about Diami Brown. They drafted, um, and they also uh, Antonio Gandy Golden from last year. So I don't know. I love McLaurin. You know I love McLaurin. I'm excited for him being getting a lot of those targets. I just think he might be the only one. Um, all right, speaking speaking of targets, though, I want to talk about my boy Cooper Cup. Currently going wide receiver 19, and that's too damn low, damn. That's too damn low. Rent is not high enough. We need Cooper Cup to be brought up more because he's going to finish, guys, as a wide receiver one. 
He's going to finish as a wide receiver one, wholeheartedly full-fledged wide receiver one. You know why? Because Matthew Stafford is in town. And guess what, guys? Matthew Stafford has only thrown more than 600 times, one zero times since his second year. Zero times. That's ages ago. That's like eight seasons ago. And he's going to come now to be with Sean McVay, who just lost their starting running back, and they they got rid of of a couple wide receivers, you know, like Josh Reynolds. They got rid of Gerald Everett, their tight end. They're gonna hype. They're gonna concentrate those targets to Robert Woods. They're gonna concentrate it to Cooper Cup. They're gonna concentrate it to Tyler Higby. I'm excited for Tutu Atwell. Um, he's not gonna do a crazy amount though right now. Um, and they also have whom I'm blanking on their other rookie they drafted last year. But point being, Stafford's gonna throw the ball a lot, and he is very efficient. He's had. The most are the same amount of passing touchdowns or more than Jared Goff in the last four years. So in in Goff's four years, and Goff topped 4,600 yards two out of the four times. Stafford hasn't done that since his rookie year. So, like, we all know Jared Goff is Jared Goff. You take Matthew Stafford from that Detroit Lions crappy team and you put him into this Rams now, you're going to see exactly what's going on and what's going to happen because he's going to get a lot of targets, at least 130 to 140. And Cooper Cup had his worst season last year. And in eight games, he only had – or in 16 games, we saw Jared Goff do it, but he only had 10.5 yards per catch. His career average was 13.5 before that. So I'm really excited for Cooper Cup getting a lot of targets. We saw what Golden Tate did. He had over 1,300 yards in a year and over 1,000 in three out of the four so we know Matthew Stafford loves his slot receivers, and Cooper Cup's big, man. So we'll move up. We'll move a little quicker for our my guys so we can wrap up the show here. Keenan, I know you got your two you could talk about. I know we did talk about one of them a lot already. Yeah, um, since we're talking about targets, I'll, I'll just keep the theme going. Um, Austin Eckler uh, had 68 targets um, in eight games with uh, – um, when he was when he was RB when he was a running back one there uh, before his before and after his injury. If you translate that to 16 games, that's 126 targets. Um, so that's Christian McCaffrey numbers right there. Um, my prediction is that there's going to be two running backs that are going to they're going to have 100 or more targets. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey or Austin Eckler, um, and their new offensive coordinator. Um, uh, forget his name. What it do, it doesn't matter what his name is, but he compared him to uh, Reggie Bush, Alvin Kamara, and Sproles. So um yeah joe lombardi yes that's him and uh that's i i know i know people are concerned about injuries but you can be concerned about you can be concerned about any any player getting injured uh my last one's nick chubb i think he's just my guy man i don't even do i even need to say anything the guy's a beast especially as the game goes on the guy gets better and better um i'm not worried about kareem hunt um i'm not worried about baker mayfield throwing the ball more um, that offense is going to still be a run first offense. So make sure. I love those. I love those. Um, let me dive into my last one here. Do you love them though? Cause you just sold one of my guys. Well, yeah. So, well, it's my guy for this year. I, so right. I like Eckler. I like Eckler and I love Nick Chubb. I love me some Nick Chubb. So, uh, but my last one love is Nick AJ Chubb. Brown. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, this guy is coming into his third season. Uh, and what he showed in his first two seasons is just its just ridiculous what he's done. This dude is a beast out on the field. Um, I know he's missed some time, but he is very young. He's 24 years old, so I think he's going to overcome those issues. You know, and just last year, you know, pace him out for 16 games, 140 targets, over 1,400 yards, and 14 and a half touchdowns. 
Um, and now you add Julio Jones on the other end, which a lot of people look at that as a down thing, but I look at it as a positive thing. Corey Davis had a lot of work last year. Um, John Smith, he, he got some targets last year. Both of those guys are gone. I think there's plenty of targets to go around still for AJ Brown. Um, you know, Julio, he, he's, he's still amazing. He's still great, but he is another year older. Um, and AJ Brown, he, he's, he's a young elite talent, um, that he is. So I think he's still going to get his and he's going to be great. Um, and yeah, I, I am planting my flag in and on him in a few leagues. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to argue with uh, with someone like AJ Brown, especially when when they add, did add Julio. Uh, so my my young wide receiver, because we again we've been theming tonight. Uh, DJ Moore, he is my guy, my player this year. Uh, he's finally going to become that elite wide receiver that everyone's been expecting him to do. Uh, he is he's got eleven targets inside the ten yard line in three seasons. Eleven targets. That's it. He's got 10 touchdowns in his career. Is that crazy? So gonna, 10 isn't that crazy? That's not 10 touchdowns in his career. And got, it's, don't, got, it's only he's been got 10, he's got 10 more touchdowns than you only, Anthony. He should have at least yeah, 25. He's yeah. I mean, he makes he's got a bigger bank account, but I mean, I could at least gotten a little more touchdowns. But I mean, I give him some respect. But in his first three seasons, though, and he's only played uh in 46 games, he only started 39 of them. So he really hasn't even played all 48 like some others. He's 20th in receiving yards. 20th. The guy gets a hell of a lot of receiving yards. And Keenan, you talked about quarterbacks with with Denver and Cortland Sutton. I mean, can you name me the, the quarterbacks that have played uh, with with DJ Moore over the last two years? I mean, we've been seeing the crap play, especially Kyle Allen. I mean, come on, goodness. So, point being, I mean, he's great. He really is. He's got two touchdowns and then four and four in his three years. And with Sam Darnold, they got the best quarterback he's seen. Um, I'm not saying that he's elite, but I'm saying he's better than what he's had. And he's obviously going to have a connection with Robbie Anderson, who's going to help draw away targets. We talked about Terrace Marshall earlier. CMC's back. Uh, I think DJ Moore, if he could even get seven touchdowns, that's all he needs. You're talking about a wide receiver one. I'll take five. You're talking about you're talking about a borderline wide receiver top five. Yeah, you're right. Borderline top five wide receiver because because he's going to get he's going to get you close to 1,300 yards and 90 plus plus uh, catches. Um, and before I close it, one more thing, actually, sorry, Cooper cup, I forgot to mention had only three touchdowns last year too. So if you bring him back to his normal of eight, he would have been wide receiver six last year. So I think we're going to see a lot of regression from some of these players to the mean of their touchdowns getting better. Um, so I'm very excited for them. So that's going to wrap up our, my guys, Keenan plant your flags on Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb, Eric with AJ Brown and Terry McLaurin. And I've got DJ Moore and Cooper cup. So are we done here? Are, are we are we done here? I got some mock drafts to do. <laughs> Keenan, keep your mock drafts going, man. We'll get you. We'll get it out of here. But make sure you guys are following Keenan. I think he's going to actually uh, live stream some mock drafts. Oh, that's uh, a good idea. I'm yeah, gonna, that's a great idea. There you go. Right, Keenan underscore seven one six. How many people would watch? <laughs> um, you got to do it. To at least out. at least two. You, at least me. I'll, I'll turn it on. At least you. Yeah, Eric would just do it just to spite me. But what? But you'd watch, right, Antonio? I'm here for you, baby. I'm here right. for you. At least um, one. There you go. Uh, make sure you're following Eric at Vicky underscore FF and uh, myself at Antonio Denisi FF. Make sure you're following the pod at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Check us out on YouTube. Check out the website, DynastyMafiaPodcast.network. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We should see you all very soon. Any closing thoughts?
Get some bush apple. They're delicious. All right. They're not a, stop with they're that. Not, <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. All right, man. Mafia out.